Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, listening audience, and welcome to Hope for Today with your host, Naja E. Brown. I am solo today without Zenobia Bailey, who will join us in a couple of weeks. So this is part four of our series, Starting Over is Grace Revisited. We've talked about bitterness and resentment, forgiveness and second chances, and today our topic is confession. So what is confession? Some of you may envision going into a booth, also known as a confessional, and talking with the priest, and telling the priest all of the bad things you've done over the course of an hour, a day, a week, a month, or a year. I want you to hold that vision, because we will come back to it. I've been told that confession is good for the soul, and today I can attest to that. I personally have experienced the burden of holding within something I did, like what I might have considered a secret, or maybe I was harboring ill thoughts or feelings about someone. All it did was cause me unrest, angst, and a lot of guilt. Once I confessed, talked about it, or admitted to it, whatever the it was, I felt 100% better. It almost felt like I was free of the burden of trying to keep the secret hidden or maybe pretending that I didn't have all ill thoughts or feelings about someone. So let's consider a biblical definition of confession and or confess. To speak the same thing, to assent, accord, agree with, to declare, admit, and then to declare openly by way of speaking out freely. I want to introduce a passage, a scripture, and you know from listening to our previous podcast that we always bring in a scripture because that's the foundation on which we we uh, teach or we share the Word of God. So the scripture is 1 John chapter 1, verses 9 through 10. Verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10, If we claim we have not sinned, We make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. That's the New International Version. That passage is instruction for believers to confess by way of admitting oneself guilty of what we are being accused of or for whatever sins we have committed against God. And that happens because of the convicting inward work of the Holy Spirit. And because of the inward conviction, there should be a change of heart that happens something that happens that tells us that we don't want to do the same thing over and over and over again. Now, that change of heart may not happen immediately, but eventually it should happen so that you're not repeating the same things over and over again. And a change of heart is also known as repentance. Now, let's go back to that vision when I asked you what is confession, that confessional. So confession is walking into a confessional of sorts. Wherever that might be, it could be a closet, a prayer room, a war room, or wherever it is that you must go to meet God. 
Consider it as approaching the throne room of God and admitting to him, telling him, declaring to him, acknowledging all the sins you and I have committed, those things done against him and his word. Generally, our sins involved others, so it's necessary to confess to those that we have committed sins against as well. But it's all about acknowledgement. Now, if we were to take confession one step further, there are many scriptures in the Bible that lead non-believers to a saving faith and knowledge of Jesus Christ and the work he accomplished on the cross when he died for our sins. But there is one passage that lays it out very nicely using the word confess, and I want to share that with you. And it's in the book of Romans, it's chapter 10, verses 8 through 10. Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 10. Verse 8 says, But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is, the word of faith which we are preaching. Verse 9, That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And verse 10, For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. That's the New American Standard Version. I have this daily devotional book entitled Growing Strong in the Seasons of Life by Charles Swindoll. The book is divided into four seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall. And under the fall section, there is a devotion, a whole entire chapter on reality. And there are eight realities that are listed that I'll read. And here's a little excerpt from the, the beginning of the chapter. So th- this is my statement. There's a lot going on today, and it feels like we're on sinking sand. And then the excerpt from the chapter, Reality, says, Our world is sinking in the quagmire of human opinions, theories, philosophies, ideas, and dreams. Our Lord invites us to stand firmly on the rock of reality. What does that realistic mindset include? And these are the eight things. Number one is man is a depraved sinner, terribly in need. Number two, our only hope is in Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection. Number three, receiving him brings instant forgiveness and eternal grace. Number four, death is certain but not the end. Number five, heaven is a real place. Number six, so is hell. Number seven, we cannot escape standing before him. And number eight, the time to prepare is now. So each morning we wake up is a second chance and grace revisited. For all of us, believers out there, we must confess our sins and have a changed heart. And for all the non-believers or those who are not quite sure what all this Jesus talk is about, the reality is that Jesus Christ is our only hope. And a confession, agreement, a declaration, an acknowledgement, admittance, and speaking out freely is necessary. So we've talked about confession. For those of us who are in relationship with Christ, 
what is required of us each time we transgress or each time we do something that is not pleasing in the sight of the Lord. Anytime we do something against him or against his word or against one another, we are to come to one another and acknowledge what we've done. We should feel guilty about it. We confess it. And our changed heart will allow us to move on freely without guilt and then also to desire to not repeat that same offense or that same sin over and over and over again. And then for the non-believer, a confession based on Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 10, uh, you believe in your heart, resulting in righteousness, and then with the mouth confess, resulting in salvation. And why is it necessary to confess? Because of those three things, those excuse me, those eight things that we talked about. Our need for Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, because we are a depraved mankind, a human race, and uh, you know there is only hope in Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection, and receiving Him brings instant forgiveness and eternal grace. And death is certain, but it doesn't have to be the end. Heaven is a real place, and so is hell. And then there's no escape from standing before him. Everyone is going to have to give an account before him one day at the judgment. And then the time to prepare is now. So I invite you to get rid of the burden and strongholds of sin and confess to the Lord and seize the second chances given to us Every day we wake up so we can eagerly anticipate meeting him, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and our Redeemer face-to-face. And so that is what I have to talk about uh, for today on our topic, Confession. I invite you to, to think about the words that were shared today and to pray about them. And I also invite you to join us in a couple of weeks as we continue our series. And on that podcast, we will be discussing prayer. So I want to thank you all for joining us today and listening in. And I just want you to know that Hope for Today podcasts are an outreach ministry of Yield to the King Ministry. And you can visit visit us at yieldtothekingministry.org. So with that, I want to thank you so much. And God bless you. And we will talk with you in a couple of weeks.